today we're going to talk about confidence and I think this is a really big part of working with women and we've got Emma here who's going to do you want to introduce yourself a little bit of course I'm Emma J Moorcroft I'm a women's health wellness and menopause support coach so similar to Laura um, I work with women to build themselves up whether that's um, improving how they feel about their body image improving their routines and just live a happy healthier lifestyle and what comes with that normally is them getting stronger in the gym or they could drop a bit of body fat and it's just bringing it all together so they have this whole holistic approach to how they feel about themselves and just being happier every single day so that's probably what I would do in a nutshell um but there's just so many avenues it's very hard to kind of give a broad statement of what we do and I'm I'm sure you probably agree as well because so much goes into it exactly I think we're very similar in the way in which we do work and which is why I thought it'd be nice for us to talk about this topic today because we've got very similar values and I think we work with similar clients, although we we do have our little avenues of specialities. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's it. I think it is a very important topic to touch on because at some point in our lives, everybody has kind of felt a little bit lacking in confidence. And I think that we can hold our hands up and say that as well, that we've had periods of time where we've kind of struggled with our confidence, which, which kind of like empowers us to be in this position of helping others and giving that advice. Cause I always say you've got to kind of walk the walk to be in that position as well. Yeah, 100%. And a funny little story. Um, when I first met Laura, I, w- I actually felt a little bit unconfident and that was because very similar to most women out there, we see certain things on social media and we can feel intimidated. Um, and I met Laura two years ago in Dubai. Yeah. Every great love story starts with a drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was a great weekend for us. And um, yeah, it's one of those things where you build something up in your mind to, you put yourself down actually, and mm-hmm. that can tend to make you feel unconfident. and. I was quite nervous to speak to Laura because I seen her as this amazing person on social media and I was intimidated. I lack confidence. And then when you just strip things back and you realize people are just people, yeah. they're just like you, mm-hmm. all of that sort of fear dissolves and goes away. And I think to myself, why was I so nervous? Why did I lack confidence? But I think every woman can you know, feel they've been in that situation and we've been really great friends since. Yeah. Um, although we live a hundred, hundred miles away from each other, which absolutely sucks. Laura is probably one of my biggest hype women on social media <laughs> and we speak on a daily, which is amazing. Um, so I would say the biggest tip for me to take away from this already is don't be afraid because that will just impact you negatively and you might miss out on certain friendships. And I'm so glad that I didn't. So yay. <laughs> Honestly, like that warmed my heart. <laughs> But it's true. I think we'd only ever seen each other as like a little, little two-inch screen, you know, yeah. a little square on a screen. And it's always like, oh, thinking, and we build up those things in our head of, oh, so and so is this, they're that, they're so much better than me. I'm not yeah. enough. And we build ourselves up to think that about other people when actually, it's not until you meet each other in person that you think, oh my god, yeah, they're they're just like me. They have the yeah. same struggles. And I know that it's not like, it's not like a, a good thing of being like, oh, I 
you know, I relate to your struggles and I thrive off them in a sense, mm-hmm. but it's nice to know that you're on a similar level. And I think that we yeah. can very much relate to that. And a lot of that is, we do talk every day and a lot of it, yes, is about business and work and things, but a lot of that as well is like relating to one another and recognizing that we're both in a similar position going through the same yeah. thing, just in completely different countries, which is not 100%. Fun. And we're all human at the end of the day. And I think we forget that everyone is the same in that sense. We're all, we're all human and no one is, you know, more worthy or less worthy than anyone else. We're all, we are all equals, but we tend to build this connotation in our heads that holds us back and stops us from doing things and Mm -hmm. stops us living happier lives, which is one of the reasons why I love helping women. So they feel free in their life. Um, and, I, and that's the same with you it's just taking control of your life again which is so empowering exactly so I think we've obviously touched on a and I mean we will go into a little bit more I do have like a story from Dubai as well which I would love to share but what do we, <laughs> let's start with like what, what do we think confidence is am I going first <laughs> me okay so confidence to me now depending on when you asked me this question at different Mm -hmm. points in my life I would have different answers you know if we go back to my 20s confidence to me was I had to be a skinny person I had to be the smallest person smallest version of myself to be confident to feel worthy to wear that crop top or to wear a bikini on holiday as that progressed and I went through a lot of um body issues into my mid twenties, late twenties, and where I am now. So I'm 32. Confidence to me now is just knowing who I am, knowing what I stand for, and is being confident in my routine as well. Yes, we all feel great when we're wearing a bikini, but I feel my most confident when I'm doing the things I love day to day. You know, that's tuning up for myself. That is me proactively working on my mental health. Mm-hmm. That fills me with confidence that I'm doing something that brings me happiness. And when you're happy in your day-to-day life, all the other stuff, you know, dropping body fat or looking certain way in clothes, it doesn't really make a difference because your confidence in you as a person. Um, so that's what confidence means to me. And I'm sure everyone can kind of resonate that they think confidence stems from being the smallest version of themselves. Yeah. But it's really not. Why would you want to make yourself the smallest version of yourself? You know, you, you want to be the person that goes into the room that lights people up. And for me, what came with being the smallest person of myself was the smallest person in my mind. Mm. And I felt my least confident when I was my smallest because I was my most worried about everything in life. Um, so yeah, that's what confidence means to me. What about you? I think, yeah, you made a really good point there about like how confidence will look like something at different points in your life in terms of, and I think a lot of that does come from the misconceptions that we do have when we are mm. in, our early 20s of of thinking and a lot of people will still live by this belief that in order to be confident you've got to be that person who is the extroverted you know mm-hmm. the, the loudest person in the room who's wearing this like say the smallest outfit and the skinniest person that that must be that they are the most confident person but mm-hmm. I think it's actually recognizing that a lot of people who do seem confident on the outside they're actually struggling with those you know internal problems of you know not feeling like they're enough of masking things Mm -hmm. and I think you know part of it is recognizing that yes you don't have to be the most over-the-top personality but confidence to me is more so that you have that self-assurance in yourself that you know that you can kind of 
rely on yourself to feel at ease in those situations and that yeah. you're easing your body and that it's not something that you're constantly you know you're not so, something that you're constantly chasing of being somebody else of trying to play a different personality it's you're actually just content with where you are right now and you're assured that you can tackle you know difficult things at work whether that's standing mm-hmm. up in front of people which might be a you know yeah, that's that's going to make anybody feel yeah. a little bit nervous isn't it but I think it's just having that assurance in yourself that you are happy where you're at and I think that yeah. that's something that everybody should strive to be and to feel like yeah. really isn't it 100% and something I always say to my clients is you can absolutely love where you are right now you can love your body you can love your mind but you can always make improvements and that is okay yeah. I think body positivity has gone a bit too far sometimes where they say you can only love where you are right now and if you want yeah. to work on yourself that's negative and I call bs on that because that's ridiculous mm-hmm. I I love myself right now yes I always want to make improvements but it doesn't mean I dislike myself it just means that I want to be the best version of myself mm-hmm. and I think more women should appreciate where they are in their journey because you'll look back on 10 years of dieting and think wow, I was miserable because all I was focusing on was the number on the scale, never Mm. actually lived. Exactly. And it's so sad, so sad. And I think that's such an important point that as well, you don't have to be in a situation of, I absolutely hate myself, I hate everything about me in order to work on bettering yourself. And if you do do it from that perspective, then it is going to be, it's really hard to, and I think I sent an email about this last week, actually. Have you heard of it? It's called the Region Beta Paradox. Did I send you that? No, I haven't seen it. I need to send you this because it's really interesting, but it talks about basically how you will stay in those jobs and relationships that you're not quite you know thriving from and they're not Mm. the best thing they're just okay you know it's settling because actually it's easier just to settle and to sit in that situation than it is to say well actually no I deserve better and to change things around that and I think that's such an interesting perspective of you have the you know you do have the opportunity to do better to feel better to feel more confident and feel happier but so many people will just settle for Mm -hmm. oh actually I probably don't feel the best in my clothes right now but it's just easier to stay in this position isn't it and yeah how true is that (laughs) yeah 100% agree and I think a lot of the time when people do finally decide to make that change it's always for the wrong reasons Mm -hmm. it's because they're changing their life from a place of hate they're exercising from a place of hate they're dieting from a place of hate and that's why they tend to not stick to things or make these life improvements because they they hate it. <laughs> but if you make that change from a place of love and worthiness because you know you deserve better and you want more, then it makes the change so much easier. Yeah, exactly. I've I been think... there though. Like I've exercised out of place. Yeah. And it's horrible. Like and I think that's it. That's why we can speak from that position of experience. Mm. We've done it. We've exercised because we need to earn food we've done it because yeah, we hate our bodies and, <laughs> and that's it like I've slept in a bin bag before because I've, <laughs> I've gone running in bin bags don't yeah <laughs> exactly because you think oh yeah this is what's gonna help me to burn fat essentially oh my God. just sweat it out and that's doing it from a place of hate really isn't it yeah Oh God, I remember I went for a run one time with a black bin bag on me and I weighed wow. myself before a run and I weighed myself after I got back and I dropped a pound. I was like, oh my God, imagine if I do this every time I go oh. for a run, but I was just dehydrated. Yeah. 
exactly you just need a good drink and some salt (laughs) but I didn't know um and I think that's the key thing as well a lot of people they don't know so Mm. if they see something in the in the media in the industry or you know social media they will take it as gospel and Mm. I've done it I've done every diet out there I've done the Dukan diet I've done the cabbage soup diet I've done the the mustard diet and these are some crazy yummy oh god and none of them got me closer to where I wanted to be if anything I just felt sad Mm. um but if you just take that time to invest whether that's in your own knowledge or in someone who has the knowledge you will save yourself so much heartache for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. and I started working with a coach when I was about 23 best decision I ever made Mm-hmm. And I, I've worked with a few different coaches for different reasons over the years. And the knowledge that they instill in you is crazy. And this was before I even come into the fitness industry and it changes your life for yeah. the better. Um, and I just think more people should experience that, even if it's for, you know, building their confidence or getting them ready for their wedding. So they have the best day ever, whatever that is, you know, you, know, you want to pull a tooth out yourself. So why why wouldn't you have someone to help you with changing your mindset and your your fitness? And I think that leads us nicely to why confidence is so important because it is a huge part of our everyday lives and it will mm-hmm. affect things like, you know, whether you feel confident or not to do, like I say, stand in front of people at work and talk, whether yeah. you will feel confident enough to go to your best friend's Hindu and wear a bikini on the beach and, it's those kind of things that are you really going to sit and miss out on things in life just because yeah. you do you don't feel confident in yourself and you're not in that position to you know wear the clothes that you deserve to wear at the end of the day yeah. are you going to miss out on those that's what makes me really sad that a lot of clients will come to me and they'll be like you know I don't like any of my wedding pictures I don't have any photos from the last year and I'm like but that's a year mm. of your life that you don't you know you've just kind of disregarded yeah. in the sense that you want to totally ignore it because you didn't feel confident in yourself in that time yeah. it's really sad when you think about it isn't it yeah it is so sad and as you said you're missing out on a year of your life I love photos and I've been that person who's hated having my photo taken as well but I've still taken those photos because I like to look back on things but mm. if you don't have anything to look back on you know, for generation, you know, purpose-wise, it is sad because, you know, I look at my mum, I look at my dad and you you like to look back on those things. Whether you choose to have children or not, it's just heartwarming looking back on those memories. And if all you're thinking about when you look back on that time is, I didn't fit into that skirt, so I'm not having a photo taken. Yeah. You just miss out on thriving in life. And yeah, yeah. it's just, it makes me so sad. And that's yeah. why we're here changing it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Because I think time, a lot of people will have the objection of, I don't have the money to invest in myself mm-hmm. and my confidence. But actually, time is one thing that you can't ever get back, like, ever. Yeah, you know, you we can't. are on a timer at the end of the day, aren't we? And mm-hmm. I think it's so much more important that you spend time <laughs> yeah. getting yourself into a position where you will actually, in the future, save more time, essentially, which is the most valuable thing in the world, isn't it? health is wealth at the end of the day I mean you know anyone who is at end of life they're not asking for anything apart from having more health Mm -hmm. and if you don't have your health what what is life we want to be the best healthiest version of ourselves, and obviously 
doing that will bring you confidence. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember the first time I ever hit like 200K on the leg press. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't where I wanted to be body wise, but God, I felt strong. I felt unstoppable. I left that gym session wanting to take on the world, ready to do absolutely anything. So just by improving your health, all these amazing things come as a byproduct. As you said, you can, you know, stand up to your boss if you need to. You can ask that person out on a date and you could create this amazing family because of it. And it brings so much to your life and you're having this extra wealth because you're working on yourself. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I think, yeah, I think like you said there about like, it's other life situations, isn't it? That we always put confidence just down to like looking in the mirror and Mm -hmm. looking at yourself as in like, oh, today I view myself as, you know, looking good and feeling confident, but actually it's all the other things, isn't it? It's about appreciating yourself in all of the other situations. And I think exercise is obviously a really good way to do that in terms of, I bet you felt better and more empowered when you did 200 kilogram on the leg press than when you went running in a bin bag. And lost oh, when, leg. 100%. Oh my gosh. Exactly. I felt disgusting running in a bin bag. Yeah. And I bet you felt you came back, even if you'd lost a pound on the scales, I bet you still felt drained and gross and so like not enough in yourself. Whereas exactly feeling empowered in the gym and recognizing all the wonderful things your body can do rather than oh, I can't do this. I have to take myself out in a black mm-hmm. bin liner because, my, <laughs> you know, my stomach's not this, it's not that. That's far, you know, it's far more empowering to focus on what you can do rather than what you can't, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. Okay, so I know we've got a few things written down that we wanted to talk through, didn't we? Yeah. Um, I feel like we've maybe sidetracked a little bit, but let's let's bring it back. Um, okay, so I know we've spoken about what conf- why confidence is important to us. Yeah. Um, have you ever felt unconfident? Absolutely. I think I probably spent mo- the majority of my um, teaching career feeling unconfident because of that constant comparison towards others. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's something that people will probably suffer with more now. So that like social media is such a huge thing. And I think that's something that I've spoken to a few clients about that recently and about some people will say if you're comparing yourself to people on social media delete social media like get rid of it but actually that's not helping the problem at all Mm -hmm. yeah it's just masking it because actually in society you can't just delete people off the beach (laughs) you can't just ignore that and you've got to get to the issue of why is why is it that every time I go on social media that Mm -hmm. I feel the need to compare myself and I think doing it from that angle and kind of digging deep and, you know, doing yeah. all the journaling and I know that my clients will be like, when I suggest them to journal in the first time, they're always like, ugh, journaling. Yeah. But it it really does help, doesn't it, to kind of mm-hmm. get down to, is it the past beliefs that I've had in regards to my body? Is it that I've had a bad situation in the past where I've compared myself? And I think my lack of confidence did come from, I had a really bad observation in teaching once and it just mm-hmm. kind of knocked my confidence so bad. And I think from there, that then leads you to often struggle with your body image in terms of like you take the problems home, don't you? You feel yeah. like I'm not enough in my job. This means that I'm not you know, enough in my relationship and it's going to impact mm-hmm. that. And there's so many areas then that it can have that knock on effect yeah. too. And I think that's the really sad thing about it, isn't it? That it has to be something that you you do kind of see as yes this is a problem but it constantly needs that work as well 
Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. And I think a lot of people think if they fix their body, they will fix their life, mm. but it's not the body that they need to fix. It's their mindset. And yes. once their mindset is fixed and they overcome those limiting belief, they start putting boundaries in place, meaning mm. they have more time, meaning they have more time to exercise and work on themselves. And because they've done those little things, they become this new confident person living this life they love. And as a byproduct of setting all those habits up in the first place, going for a daily walk to clear their mind or maybe learning to say no, they yeah. start to drop body fat. But that wasn't because they were going to the gym and cutting their calories. That was because they put all these other things in place, which made that other stuff happen. Um, so yeah, I don't know where I was going with that, but it's not about fixing the body, it's about fixing the mindset. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> work on this bit but I think I mentioned like at the start and I know you mentioned Dubai mm-hmm. Dubai I was so like let's just give a bit of background so me and Emma were part of like the same business mentorship which is kind of how we met um even though we've been like long distant Instagram hello <laughs> yeah <laughs> friends for a while I think that um it was an event that obviously like a lot of fitness professionals were there a lot of people who were in very good shape and it kind Mm -hmm. of gave us that for me I was like in that position of because I wasn't feeling my best at that time in my life I'd been through a difficult period and I think going to that I ended up doing a lot of the comparison stuff of oh my god they look like this which means they you know as a result of their abs and their their boulder shoulders and whatnot that they're doing so much better in life than me and that Mm -hmm. they're you know doing essentially a better human than me and I think that coming away from that and I think meeting you kind of was like a bit of a godsend for me on that event Oh, it was it really was (laughs) because I felt like you know Emma relates to me a lot in terms of when we did kind of discuss how it did feel a bit it's quite overwhelming isn't it being in that environment with Mm -hmm. a lot of people and you do end up comparing yourself but it comes back to again like well looking at okay what what do I do that's really good and look Mm -hmm. at all the people that I've supported and look at the position that I'm in right now that may not be as you know shown in my body and I think that that's what you've got to remember isn't it it's not all about and it isn't it's not about at all like having a six-pack that is not that is not a status symbol and it is not a sign of I'm a good coach or I'm a really good person Mm -hmm. it's just a yeah (laughs) agree everything you've just said and I think the the problem with the fitness industry is you are pedestaled for having the six-pack and Mm -hmm. looking a certain way and you think by looking a certain way then that means everything in life is amazing but it's not I've done bodybuilding I've stepped on stage I've I've been a bikini athlete I've had the six-pack was I any more confident where I am right now no did it make me a better person because I had a six pack? No. Did it make me more knowledgeable? No. <laughs> it just was all aesthetics and anyone can have a six pack. And this is the annoying thing about the fitness industry is if someone had a six pack and they were to speak about health and fitness and wellness, everyone would believe them, mm. even if they were talking out of their bum about rubbish, but they would believe them because they had a six pack. It doesn't mean they actually know anything, um, but it's easy to compare. Especially when, you know, we work online, that's all we ever see. And, you know, as coaches, we still have our own insecurities. As Laura just said, it's not a case that just because we're in this position where we can help others, it doesn't mean sometimes we don't have a bad day. 
But the difference between us having a bad day and maybe our clients having a bad day is that we've done the deep healing and the deep inner work. We've done the journaling, we've done the woo-woo, we've done the affirmations and we've worked on our mindset. I've done counseling, I've had, you know, CBT therapy, I've done all that stuff. And that combined with my journaling and showing up for myself, because if I don't show up for myself, who will? Mm -hmm. That is how I can sit here and tell my clients, this stuff works. It's not the fact they need to go on another shred is the fact that you need to heal your brain yeah and I think that's it isn't it that a lot of people a lot of women will go mm-hmm. to coaches who do have a six-pack or who yeah. do look like they essentially walk the walk but yeah. what they don't realize is that actually just changing your body from a perspective of I need to look like this mm-hmm. in order to be accepted in society and in order to look like I am fit and healthy it's not a fit and healthy approach to go by and it doesn't mean that you are going to address those kind of deep issues in yourself in terms of that comparison in terms of the feelings of I am not enough Mm -hmm. and that's something that I think both of us really do try to do with coaching is that we work on the mindset because unless you're in that good place mentally and you feel like you are worthy and you deserve to feel good in yourself you're not going to be able to get past those those barriers yeah. and you're not going to be able to you know lose body fat and show up as your best self because yeah there's that little voice inside of your head that says you know I can't do this I'm not enough because of this experience in the past and mm-hmm. that's what a lot of coaches don't do it's just here's your calories here's your training plan off yeah. you go <laughs> here's your chicken and rice <laughs> here's your hour on the stay master <laughs> yeah exactly and you know poor little Sarah is coming back saying well actually I had a really bad body image day today and they're like yeah. well get a grip you know get up yeah just (laughs) go get it done you know go hard or go home all of these things are not helpful to Sarah who's had all this you know history of never feeling good enough having terrible relationships and things and yeah I think just working with a coach on that face value of they've got six pack is it's not the way to go (laughs) when in actual fact what she probably needed that day is put on her favorite big jumper go for a walk in nature and have a cup of hot chocolate and she probably would have felt a million times better yeah uh, and she would have shown up better for herself the next day Mm -hmm. and I think it's very easy to look at us and think that our coaching is you know just this one-sided of it's food it's exercise but that's what clients tend to come to you for but as we know and what we train them to know, it's more than just that. It's everything else that goes on behind the scenes because if you don't do that other work, then it's just another diet. It's just another six weeks in the gym and that won't change your life. It might change your you know, your waistline for six weeks and you might drop three inches, but that'll come back on just as fast if you don't address why every time you, know, you watch Love Island, you end up crying and head into the biscuit tin. <laughs> literally and that's it isn't it and I know that we laugh about you know going for a run in a bin bag and stuff like that but it is it's a reality and it's things Mm. that we've lived through that experience and we know that yeah I admit that when I first started as a coach I was like right let's you know it's just a training plan and just giving Mm -hmm. people some macros (laughs) but it is so much more than that and I think that and that's it like nobody will ever come to you wanting okay yeah I need you to help me through this issue that I've got in regards to every night I go to the biscuit tin it's they want the you know they want weight loss at the end of the day they want to feel good in themselves but actually what they get is this the bigger thing isn't it and it's not always what you think you need you know yeah but it's actually 
this is what will help you in order to fix those past struggles that have probably been there for, you know, tens, 20 years, maybe in some people. It doesn't, 100%. not easy to undo, is it? No, we're not just, you know, changing habits from maybe gaining a couple of pounds on holidays. We're rewiring the brain for the last 30 years. Mm -hmm. And especially as we, you know, we grew up in the nineties and so many women who we coached did as well. And it was the aerobics and it was, you know, I can't even think about it. It's just awful, but that's what we've seen. And all of those women, not to throw shade on them, but they're all very slim women. They're all doing cardio. And that's what we've been brought up to think that to be slim like them, we have to do all of this cardio to get results. And the reality is it's the complete opposite. Exactly. And I think, like you said, growing up in the nineties and, early 2000s with the it's the Kate Moss stuff for me it's the you know nothing tastes as good as skinny mm-hmm. feels and I mean, yeah it's horrendous and I'm, I say we laugh about it now because you, you have to because yeah if you look back and think about it it was horrendous and the comparisons of you know the people on the front of the magazines of or like Colleen Mooney looks like this mm-hmm. in, the, in the you know in the sea with her family and whatnot it's just horrible to think about it and we've been massively influenced by the media yeah. and that you have to look a certain way but at the end of the day I think we all do have our confidence struggles but it's mm-hmm. working on how you tackle them for yourself yeah. isn't it and working on like you say the inner work the taking yourself out for a walk of doing maybe some mirror work of doing some journaling about where mm-hmm. do these issues come from and without having that support to know that you need to do that stuff how are yeah. you ever going to know because all the media teaches you is you need to eat this this mm-hmm. is going to help you to lose weight and this exercise will help for your arms when actually is it an issue of <laughs> you know is it that you're not doing this exercise or is it that you need to think about right why do I feel so self-conscious of my arms you know and taking it back to that I think is really important isn't it yeah I just giggling to myself in my head then when you said about the Kate Moss thing um that wasn't it for me I used to have um thin spiration yeah Pinterest Uh, yeah there used to be a big thing about thin spiration and I would Oh, it's terrible looking back. And again, I can laugh now because I've I've come so far. I would cut photos out of magazines, Lindsay Lohan, um, Nicole Ritchie, Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton. Mm. Them at their absolute thinnest. Again, not throwing any shade on these women, but I, I would think that was healthy. And you could see their bones protruding. And I would cut these images out of magazines and I would stick them in a book. And I had this little machine called a lateral thigh burner and it's basically a step machine. Yeah. I would step on it for hours in the house. And I, and I was like a, you know, a 14 year old girl step on this machine for hours. And I would look at that book and I'd be like, I need to look like them because this is what society deems as, you know, perfect women. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the only way I've overcome that again is doing the deep healing yeah. work and learning to appreciate my body that, you know, I might not have thin legs, but I've got strong legs. I can, you know, exactly. press 200K in the gym, which is freaking amazing. Um, you know, if I had to carry my, my boyfriend who's like 80 kilos, I probably could, cause I'm strong. <laughs> and to me, that makes my body absolutely amazing. That is so strong. That is so capable of carrying me through life. And that's a blessing. Not many people have that. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as I said, health is wealth at the end of the day. And when we start looking at our body more than just this vessel of it needs to squeeze into a size six pair of jeans in comparison to, wow, I just, you know, benched 200K with my legs. 
that's when you start to change the narrative in your brain. You start to see it as this amazing thing that, you know, carries you through life. Mm-hmm. You might not have the smallest waist, but you might have a big booty and that's amazing. <laughs> exactly. And I think that's, that's it, isn't it? It comes back to why do you feel the need to be the smallest mm-hmm. kind of, like say, vessel of yourself when actually you could be the strongest, you could be the fittest, you could yeah. be the happiest in yourself. And that is truly where that confidence comes from. It's instead of ripping down yourself and all the things yeah. that I'm not, you know, I'm not the skinniest, my thighs do touch in the middle and it's accepting yourself for, yes, mm-hmm. I might be this way, but I can still be the healthiest. I can still yeah. feel the best in my clothes. And if we look at it from that perspective and you do it from that perspective, it's you're going to feel far happier, aren't you, than doing yeah. it from a place of hate and trying to, like you say, destroy your body essentially and make yeah. it the smallest shape it is. That's that's not good for anybody, is it? No. And don't get me wrong, I share my my physique updates on my Instagram and so do you. But that's not me trying to be anything less of what I am. Mm-hmm. If I'm sharing my own fat loss journey, that is because I'm just wanting to elevate how I feel in a bikini. Now, I would wear the bikini on the beach regardless, but sometimes I just like to feel that little bit tighter. I like to have my muscles popping that a little bit more yeah. because again, that makes me feel good, but it doesn't mean I wouldn't wear the bikini if I didn't mm-hmm. look like that. I just know that I can love my body and I can still improve it. Yeah. That is okay. And I think that's, in fact, I did that. I, I posted about that. So obviously did like a little, you know, cut down for my holiday. And then obviously I've got another holiday coming up. So I was like, right, I'm going to post this one as well. But I didn't want people to look to look at it from the perspective of, but she already looks good. You know what yeah. I mean? Because it's not a matter of that. You know, it's not a matter of okay, but you 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 know you're already in a, in a good shape at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Of course, we should never lose weight for anybody else's approval anyway. But yeah. it's about feeling the best in yourself, isn't it? And I think a lot mm-hmm. of it for me and a lot of the confidence side of things is seeing what I'm truly capable of and. Yeah seeing how strong I can get in the gym, seeing how much I can push my gymnastic ability, seeing how, Mm. you know, ultimately the best I can be. Because I think that we're in our prime, Emma. We're in the best place of our life. 100%. And instead of just getting by and feeling like, okay, I'm I'm average, I'm in an average position, I don't hate myself, I don't love myself. Well, how about you actually feel like, you're thriving and that you Mm. are excited to go and work on your body that you're excited to go and get strong and that you're excited to give your body what it needs in terms of giving yourself more energy and feeling better how about we do it from that perspective and I think that that's such a better angle to come from but also so empowering to think that you can you know set it as a challenge to feel your absolute best ultimately yeah completely agree it's just so easy to get caught up in, you know, social media and what everyone mm-hmm. else is doing. Um, but I think we've definitely covered a lot of amazing points so far. And I, I just hope anyone who listens to this will start to change from a place of love mm-hmm. for themselves because they deserve to feel loved from themselves. And I had a call with a lady this morning and I said to her, you just want to be your best friend again. She was like, yeah, I want to talk to myself as I would my best friend. And we all deserve that. Yeah. We all do because we can cage ourselves in our minds. And what comes from that is the limiting beliefs, the 
low self-esteem, the poor mental health. But when you change how you view yourself and how you talk to yourself, and that becomes more positively, you open yourself up to so many avenues. Mm-hmm. And you're just happier. Exactly. We all deserve to be our own best friend. Exactly. And I think that's so powerful, isn't it, to think that you can absolutely feel content in yourself, assured in yourself. And like you say, it's always that thing of, would you say that to your best friend? No, nope. mm-hmm. well, stop no. being an absolute, I don't know if I can swear <laughs> to yourself. <laughs> 100%. Um, so confidence tips then. Yeah. What are your biggest confidence tips? So I think the biggest thing is, like you said, if you want to feel confident, then you've got to do it from that place of, this is about, loving myself and it doesn't mean you know self-love doesn't mean that you have to love every inch of you we all have our insecurities at the end of the day but our insecurities don't define us and they don't Mm -hmm. mean that we're not good enough to do something or that we can't you know do something that we want to do because like you say my thighs touch in the middle (laughs) that doesn't make you any less of a person yeah learning to embrace that like I've always had large larger hips bum legs growing up and instead of like looking at, right, I need to make my legs thin like Kate Moss and Nicole Richie and, you know, all those, instead of looking at it from that perspective, it's, well, actually, let's work with what we've got. Let's make them the strongest they can be. Let's, you know, feel confident in what my body can do. And I think one of the best tips is obviously doing it from that perspective rather than doing it from a place of hate. Yeah, love that. So powerful. The other thing for me is when I'm in a good routine now, yes. I know people say, I fall out of my routine. You, you can never fall out of your routine because you can create it at any point. Mm-hmm. Um, same as you, obviously you work from home, I work from home. My day, what I do on a Monday is completely different to what I do on a Friday. It's not a typical nine till five. Like some mornings I might start work at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. Some, morning, some nights I might finish work at 10 p.m. So in terms of consistency of my time, that is not there. But what I always make sure I do is plug in time for me, mm-hmm. my health, and with my partner. So I will always have routine in the sense of that always happens in my day. It just might be at different times of the day. So as long as I'm doing my routine, that makes me confident. If I know I'm going to the gym, that makes me confident because I'm actively working on my internal health and I feel stronger for it. When I eat foods that nourish me, that generally helps me feel confident because I don't feel sluggish. I don't feel low energy. My skin feels better. And that gives me confidence. And then it's my sleep. So making sure I get enough sleep. And it's all the, the absolute basics that everyone knows that they need to do, but they actually work. But because it's so easy, people don't do them. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's all those little things. And obviously those deep rooted um, issues, you know, I've done that work. I've worked through, you know, my mindset and I still do. I always have a journal on my on my um my desk i might not journal every single day but if i know that potentially some thoughts might creep in or i could get triggered from something i go straight to my journal i write about it because it's not just dear diary it is okay why did i feel this way why did that trigger me Hmm. what can i do to change that yeah again it's the easy stuff but people don't do it i think that's it it's Some people sit and be like, oh, but I don't know what to journal about. Well, journal about why that thought of you not feeling like you're enough came up. Where does that stem from? What situations have you had in the past where you felt like you weren't enough in a situation? Mm -hmm. Where did it, what did it come from actually somebody saying it to you? Or is it 
a thought in the back of your head that I'm not enough because I'm not this, this and this. And if you can sit down and kind of unpick those feelings that do arise, like you say, when you might feel triggered by scrolling on social media or Mm -hmm. something like that, then you're going to help yourself to get to the bottom of it. But if you keep putting that off and you keep saying to yourself, no, you know, I'm going to wake up one day and I'm going to feel confident. It doesn't work like that, does it? And it has to be something that you will constantly work on. And if getting yourself a coach to help you to build the strategies and the techniques that will help you address that, then that'll probably be the best investment you'll ever make in yourself because you won't then have to keep going back to that diet that probably didn't work in the past and you won't have to keep going to the gym and looking at calories burnt on your watch and doing it from that perspective is, you know, it's just, it's going to make you so much happier. I can't stress that enough. Yeah. And I know sometimes a lot of people can think I can't afford a coach, Mm. but you probably can. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. you know the reasons why you might not be able to afford a coach right now is because you're having three takeaways a month mm. you're having a meal deal from tesco's every single lunchtime rather than taking 10 minutes to make a sandwich and take to work which would yeah. cost you you know pennies you know you're not that i'm against it but maybe you're having a few extra beauty treatments which you probably don't need right now for the short term because once you build those strategies of improving your health you don't need a coach for life you just need a coach to get you to a point where you can sustain your routine forever now you know there are coaches who obviously work in specific industries where you need them time and time again to perform a certain way or to step on stage or to do a competition of some sort but to change your life in terms of your confidence your mindset you know how you view your body and wanting to wear that bikini you don't need to pay for a coach for the next 12 months for the next 10 years Mm -hmm. it's until you get that point of sustainability And when you work with a great coach, which let's face it, we are great coaches, we'll get you there sooner rather than later. So it's an investment into your long-term health. Yeah. And I always say like a lot of the women who I work with will have spent like so much money on clothes, you know, they Mm -hmm. buy to try and make themselves look better, but just end up sitting in the wardrobe or they've only worn once or they didn't even wear them because they didn't feel the best in themselves. But I'm like, what if you actually worked on the confidence side of things and you know showing up feeling your best then you don't have to use clothes to mask things you don't have to Mm -hmm. buy material objects even like eyelashes and you know hair extensions and things that we're trying to do to maybe hide our appearance from that perspective then you don't have to be investing in those things because you're showing up as feeling confident and you know that you are enough without those material objects yeah something that I used to spend and waste a lot of money on was thinking that tablets would solve my life mm. do you remember adios yeah yeah wow. I used to get my mum to go to the chemist to get me adios and again that's as a 15 year old which is horrendous because I think you need mm. to be 18 to consume them mm. um I used to buy these fat burners from Jodie Marsh do you remember when she was a bodybuilder Jodie Marsh oh my god yeah wow and I used to spend like £60 a month on her fat burners thinking mm. they would shrink my waist, but all they did was give me the poops. Um, <laughs> aloe vera tablets, you know, yeah. Herbalife. It's, it's all a lot of money. And mm. when you're doing that for six weeks and you spend an absolute fortune on it, and then you end up back at square one with an empty bank balance, yeah, you, you could have just saved hundreds. Mm-hmm. That's it, isn't it? It's yes it might seem initially like a bit of a more of an investment to invest in yourself with a coach however it will save you the money in the long run it will save you that 
money down the line. I mean, there's even people going to Turkey, isn't there, for teeth gastric bands for teeth as well. <laughs> teeth <laughs> but it's true and that's it it's imagine I mean it's a few thousand pounds isn't it for yeah. this but also it's life altering you will not be able to enjoy social events yeah. like like you are currently ever again you know without thinking about oh I have to stop now I can't have this alcohol and yeah. that's it it's he's crazy really isn't it but it's also sad but I think that's it. You've got to learn to invest in yourself, not just right now, but for your future and for that, to be in that better position, to not have to look back when you're 60 Mm -hmm. and say, oh, I wish I'd have done this. I wish I'd have felt better in myself. And I know a lot of women, they'll see investing in themselves as they can't do that. It's not something they've ever done before. Are they worthy enough to be able to invest in themselves? And that is why. You need to invest in yourself because you're questioning whether you are worthy enough. Yeah. Some women come to me, they absolutely want to work with me, but they they have this fight in their brain that should they be spending money on themselves when they have children, when they've got a household to run, but they're so unhappy. And when they do sign up, they still question themselves. A couple of months down the line, they're like, Emma, I wish I'd started sooner. If only I knew how amazing I could feel. And now I know how important it is to put myself first. Mm-hmm. Like they would have completely changed their life 10 years ago. Yeah. It's having that self-belief. And if you're listening to this, know you're always worthy. No one can ever take that away from you. You're an amazing human being and we all deserve to feel like that. You are anyway, but you just need to learn to believe it in yourself. Yeah. And that's it. Part of that confidence is starting off with that belief and that assurance that you deserve to feel your best you only have Mm -hmm. one life you know time is limited so make the most of it right now stop telling yourself I'll be happy when I'll do this you know when I've got enough money I'll wake up one day feeling Mm -hmm. better you've got to put that work in now and you've got to ultimately say yes to yourself haven't you yeah 100% because this isn't a dress rehearsal Mm -hmm. it's one life and the longest relationship you'll ever have is with yourself Mm -hmm. so you deserve to make that a happy one. Yeah. I feel like we could talk about this forever. And I think mm-hmm. we definitely need to do part two. <laughs> 100%. Love it. 100%. We will definitely revisit this. But I think it's such an important topic to talk about. And mm-hmm. I think there's lots of great takeaways from this. So hopefully, um, I mean, it was really nice. I think we should definitely make this a regular thing. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. There's just not enough time in the world to talk about everything. <laughs> I know. Maybe we'll ask some questions about topics people would like to for us to address, or we can go into a bit of a deep dive into some of the things we've spoken about today. But yeah, it was lovely to um, talk about confidence and obviously why it's so important. Yeah. Um, and we are constantly a work in progress. <laughs> always. And yeah, just to echo what Laura said, you know, we'll never always be where we want to be, but that's the exciting part. Hmm. we get to work on ourselves and get to an amazing position and then we think oh actually I want to work that a little bit harder to see what I'm capable of yeah and that's the exciting part of the journey it's never final we never hit the destination the journey the des- the, the end goal is the entire journey yeah. and that's that's super exciting in my opinion yeah you are not a before and after picture you mm-hmm. are constantly a work in progress and if you can learn to love the journey then it's going to be so much more enjoyable and you're going to feel so much better. And I think that that's the main thing, isn't it? 
100%. Well, thank you so much for having this chat today. No, thank you. I think that we've definitely touched on some amazing points and hopefully the listeners got a lot to take away with and definitely go and think about, I think. 100%. Yeah, love it. Fabulous. Well, on that note, I'm actually going to go to the gym. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yes, round two of this is definitely needed. So thank you so much and I'll speak to you soon. Thank you. I'll speak soon. Bye-bye. Bye.